This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? Guys, it is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. Welcome, welcome. We're going to talk about the Pistons game last night. Our heartbreaker of a loss. Um, but first, a few housekeeping announcements. Um, if you're subscribed to the podcast, and you should be, if you're a new listener and you just got subscribed, welcome. But if you're already subscribed and you notice anything wonky going on with our cover art, if you if you're subscribed and you listen on Apple Podcasts, it did revert to the old artwork for um, for All Nat, if you were original All Nat listener, the old Legacy podcast. So um, it's getting fixed, just some glitchy issues, technical stuff. But don't worry, it's still Golden Spaces. It's still Justin and Nat. And the artwork will be um, hopefully corrected very soon. So I got a few messages from people. Just wanted to explain so everyone understands what's going on. All Nat is retired. We love that show, but we are Golden Spaces now. It's Nat and Justin. It's an Odyssey original podcast, and we're going to get into this game. So I was at that game again last night, Justin. I didn't bring my dandy little stat sheets today. It didn't seem as moving. <laughs> didn't seem as moving to have them today. But um, yeah, Warriors lose in a game that looked like was heading to another overtime. Um, but one second is a lot of time in the NBA, Justin. It's a lot of time in the NBA. So let's talk about the game. Let's talk. Let's start with those final two possessions when Clay tied it up and then when Sadiq Bey hit the game winner. So what did you see on those final two possessions, Justin? Well, they went back to a play that I'm not sure they ran much before then, but a play that we remember from the 2019 finals. Um, the famous game six shot that Steph ended up not hitting um, where Thanks, Justin. they send trying to trigger us right now. We're already triggered nah, by last night's I, game. I know. I know. But they, they send a player across the court with the, with the overhead pass. And then um, kind of like a, not even a down screen, like a, a downhill screen is set for the shooter going towards the right uh, wing. And he gets a shot off. Clay drained it. He was hitting shots all night. Um, and they now, tried to the game not, up. Not a play call they use a lot. You're saying? Yeah, I haven't seen it since 2019 um, that I can recall, um, and I can't really recall seeing it many more times before then. But I'm sure, now, like something sure. like that, is it? They don't use it a lot, so they can go to it in this instance, or right? Okay, so it's I mean, it's gonna be hard to scout. Um, and it's it's I mean, 
every coach on every level has like their one or two pet plays that they go to where it's like a, we need a heave or we need like a, a quick shot. Um, you know, and this is a play that they're probably thinking like none of our guys are really going to break anybody down off the dribble. Um, other than potentially Jordan, who has had his struggles, uh, holding on to the ball in those situations. So they were like, let's get a real quick hitter that we can go to, you know? Um, and it wasn't a lot of time. It wasn't a ton of time left anyway. So got a quick shot, play hit it. And then they went on the defensive end. Wait, now before you get to the next play, and I'm sorry, cause I just, I want to understand this cause it's interesting to me, but I'm sure also to the listeners. So um, with that play call, um, if it's a better team than Detroit, do you think they kind of sniff out what's happening? Or do you just think like, you know, because I saw like um, Dev in the lab, like he was just like, you know, everyone was praising the play call and he's just like, I don't think I've ever seen this before. So, I mean, you're saying like it was probably only maybe used once to your recollection. So Mm -hmm. do you think because of just that, like probably any team may have struggled with it and Clay would have got off that shot or? Probably. Probably. It's such a risky play, though, that cross-court pass that he had to throw. Uh, I believe it was thrown to Draymond in 2019, and it was thrown to Lamb, to Lamb. Yeah. last night. Um, and he barely really, got it. He barely right. got it. You got to really trust your passer, and you got to really trust the guy who's uh, catching that pass because um, it can it can get picked off easily. Uh, super risky play, so I don't think it's something that they will go to consistently because it is that risky. Um, and I don't think it's something that even even good teams could get got could get got by that play, you know. Um, and a lot of times the plays are designed for you to react a certain way to certain players on the court. So whether you know the play or not, if you're reacting to a certain guy like Jordan, who you don't want him to get a shot off or something like that in that situation, then it could put your it can compromise your defense uh, either way. So definitely a, a cool play. Hell of a play call. Like I said last night, hell of a play call, hell of a shot. Cause he he shot that from deep and it didn't even hit rim at all. So no. He's he's a he's a cold blooded guy. So killer for a reason. That's what they call him. Yeah. Okay. So he hit that shot. And like, did you think we were going to overtime? Or did you think because I'm like, is one second enough time to get a shot off? This is like what I'm saying to Marcus. And he's like, Yeah, and I'm just like. I didn't realize how much time one second really was until, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you don't ever think about it, but I'm like, that was a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, as a player, you know, you think about it from the standpoint of like for each second, you get one dribble in a shot. Right. So one second on the clock, um, you're taught growing up. Like if you have one second on the clock, you can catch the ball, dribble at one time, get a shot off before the time runs out. So it is actually a ton of time. Um, and once they, once I saw that they had a timeout and they can advance the ball, I was like, ah, there's a chance that they can, you know, something fluky can happen. Anything can happen in one second. So just looking at the play, it just looked like, um, you know, they ran a lot of misdirection stuff. I don't know if they got the initial look they wanted, um, but it took a long time for them to get the ball in. Obviously, it took Definitely, more than five seconds, yeah. as we saw. We're debating, yeah. I mean, I put, like, they were very close to a five-second call, and and Dub Nation very quickly let me know, like, it was definitely a five-second call. Me and Marcus timed it on the phone, but I don't know that our science was correct. So <laughs> it was pretty close, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So, but definitely and, threading the needle there. Yeah, and, you know, referees don't have, like, a stopwatch or something. They go by their own count, how their arm moves and stuff like that. So... If the ref didn't get a five second call, maybe he not a, he maybe he wasn't looking for one or whatever the case may be. But 
in any in any event they got the shot off or they got the pass in after they got free. It just seemed like Ty Jerome reacted to uh, Bogdanovich going to the corner a little bit, and that was just enough time for Bay to get free, um, step back and shoot like a little fadeaway that you know maybe it's a low percentage shot, maybe it maybe it's not, but he just he hit it. It was cash, and that was it. So. Yeah, a, I asked yeah. I asked Ty about what happens on that last possession. Um and you know, he kind of owned a little bit, you know, that he was going for the switch, but then was a little late and but then he also took a little little dig <laughs> at yeah. Sadiq Bay and said, like, you know, he hits that shot maybe two out of ten times. Like, well, you know. Maybe you need to read the scouting report a little bit more. Like, it's not so much that, like, I think Sadiq Bey is, like, this, you know, Dame Lillard, like, you know, killer at the end of games. It's more that he got a pretty clean look. I mean, he was open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was a really tough shot. So, I mean, from that standpoint, I understand what Ty's trying to say, but it's, like, at the same time, he hit the shot. So, whether it's 2 out of 10, he hit it, and you guys lost a game because of it. So, it's no – point in saying oh he only hits that two out of ten times like and it's the pistons too like i understand the the circumstances with guys out and stuff like that but it's no reason that game should have even came down to that possession like that um were you surprised that ty was the one out there i mean i know like coaches in general sometimes like if a guy has been playing well and you know he's been playing the game they like to put them in but whether he's been playing well or not ty isn't really known for his defense so Still a bit mm-hmm. surprising that he was on the floor. They didn't have that many bodies to work with. Is there someone else you would have gone with? Yeah, I personally would have gone with Moody just because he's much longer, bigger. Um, but you run the risk of him having the same uh, mistake, you know, just getting caught on a switch or just miscommunication or something like that. And I think Steve Kerr trusts Ty Jerome's IQ a little bit more than Moody's at this point. Um I might have even put PBJ in there just for another really tall That's guy. That's what I was going to say because Marcus, too, was saying Moody. And I was like, mm, I don't know. But I was like, what about PBJ? Couldn't he have maybe tried him out? Yeah, I think I think he definitely could have used him on the ball and maybe put Looney elsewhere, um, especially with Draymond out. You just want two taller, long guys. You know yeah. they got it. I mean, it Draymond was tied getting up. getting tossed there was really critical, especially for that moment. It really was. Yeah. It seemed like both his technicals were soft, but you never know what guys are saying, especially with Draymond. He could have said something crazy to the ref the first te- for the first tech that he got. So um, what I'm hearing is that he's saying that he was trying to like, it was Isaiah, right? That he was, who, who yeah, was it? Stewart. it was, right, Stewart, right? Yeah. And he was like, um, he was like, he said he was like, just tell him like more like chill, man, like calm down, like whatever, not like, I guess the way the ref took it. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, the, I think his hand got caught in uh, Stu's jersey or something like that. Or maybe Stu was just being a little excessive with the physicality and Draymond like kind of grabbed his jersey like, yo, chill. And then Stu like just yanked him. Um, I definitely don't think Draymond like 
um, escalated the situation at all. So I mean the the um, the technical did seem a little bit eh to a me. Quick, quick trigger. Yeah, so I under I understand why he got the tech, but in that situation, uh, I don't know if I would have given him a tech. But you know, you can't just give Stewart the tech and not him. I guess in that situation, it just looks a little weird considering they both were kind of tugging at each other. It was just an unfortunate event. It was event near the end of the game, so they also could have just let it fucking go. Yeah, true, true. Like, the game was about to be over. <laughs> right, and I think, I mean, they knew what they were doing, so. Yeah, it definitely would have helped to have Draymond out there. He probably would have snuffed the whole thing out and just completely just stopped them from scoring right there. Um, and then you go to OT and, and anything is possible at that point, but Look, just their unfortunate. Their bodies probably didn't need another overtime anyway. That's another so. thing, yeah. That's another thing I was thinking, like, I mean, they were going to have two nights off, and I did like that. I was like, if they can just pull this game off, they have two nights of rest. But wasn't meant to be. Pistons mm-hmm. win the regular season series. Sucks. Crazy. Crazy. I was thinking last year they beat every team in, a, in the league at least once, and I was hoping they did the same thing this year, even though it's been a rocky start. But, well, hopefully they beat every team except Detroit <laughs> at least one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some guy after the game was talking hella shit. Like when I was walking down back to the media area, I don't know who he was. He's just like, smack them both times. I'm like, using the word smack a little loosely, aren't we? <laughs> right. Fake shooting. Fake shooting both times. Um, like we're missing like mad people. Like, okay. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's that's how fans are gonna be though. So We'll see who gets the last laugh. I mean, obviously, they aren't going to get the last laugh. Yes, I mean, that was their 11th win of the season, so that was their championship. But um, Right. I mean, their championship could be getting a number one pick. But, but, yeah, for for now, that was their championship. They beat the champs twice. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I really am not someone who likes to harp on like play calling too much not play calling um like refs too much and and fouls and things like that I really don't but just a couple of observations um I mean we're just talking about like kind of the ref treatment with Golden State this year I mean Andre's talked about it on his pod so they feel it's an issue fans always feel it's an issue but you want to definitely be mindful like that you're not too much just like whining about calls, but there's something with this team. There's something with this team and the refs and that of course the Warriors have not helped it when they like taunt the refs and stuff like that. And we get it. It's in response to some of the ridiculousness, but it's a very antagonistic relationship with um, this team and the refs. And so there were a couple of things. I mean, there was the like quick text, or the double tack on like Dre, which ends up getting him tossed. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also like shortly before that, when um, it was shortly before the game ended and Dre was like, he boxed out, he was under the rim. Like there was just a, a defensive rebound. He, he couldn't grab, but I thought he got fouled and it was like pretty visible. Who was he like battling with down there? Maybe it was Stewart. Um, probably and then like the Pistons got a three or something like because um, whoever got the rebound they passed it oh, out 
I think I think it was Duran because I I, I want to say Duran was like pushing. He was jumping over guys' backs or something like that. And then Draymond was like, "Bro, he just keeps jumping on our backs." Like, yes, and, and he was like really world. frustrated. And like I remember, he was just like, <sighs> like you could just. And he didn't say anything, but he was visibly frustrated, you know, mm-hmm. on the court. And it was like, bro, he was clearly fouled there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can only run the NBA for so long before people start I don't don't want to say retaliating but you know what I mean like Golden State rubs a lot of people the wrong way you would hope it wouldn't be the refs but it just seems like that's been the case for the last year or two um, especially this year to be dead last in fouls drawn and first in fouls committed but they had like 10 I think last night so I mean that's averaging more like what was it it was a lot yeah, I mean it's just it's it's ridiculous. Um can't really do much about it other than talk about it, but yeah, it's crazy. And then there's okay, so I mean we'll get into some more detail, like specifically talking about Jordan, but just in terms of like recapping the game and and, and talking about the refs, there there was also just um there's his relationship with the refs, right? Because there was a play. Um, I'm not going to get into the play where he turned the ball over because we'll talk about that next segment. But there was another play in the game. I, was this in the fourth quarter? I really need to do – I maybe need to start taking notes when these things happen. But, it, like, he went up. He went up. He tried to, like, get to the rim, and someone, I guess, blocked. It wasn't a block, but, like, they went up with him, and he lost the ball. But it was a foul, and it just wasn't mm-hmm. called. And I think like a couple possessions later, PBJ did something similar and he got the foul call. And it's just like, they won't give Jordan like clear fouls, you know? And I think that adds to like his frustration on the court and probably impacts some of his decision-making. Cause it's like, well, I don't know if I want to like go up or go because like sometimes I'm not getting the calls, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think maybe some of that's in his head. So like we can, you know, get into that a little bit more, but um you know, overall, like it was a it was a game. Like I felt like every time the Warriors got back in it, went up one, the Pistons came back. So it was just like one of those games. And it's like, do they have the ability to pull out another? I felt like in chase they did. That feels like their superpower, you know. Mm-hmm. And um I was hoping they would have. I struggled a little bit more last night with uh keeping it in than I did the first game. <laughs> as Marcus felt the need to tweet and tell the whole timeline. Um, it was so, it's impulse. It's impulse. Like when you touch a hot stove, cause someone did something and I was like, ah! he was like, he looked at me, he's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so there was a lot of me like pinching Marcus when things were happening in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he he loved that. (laughs) But I did I did manage to keep it in control for the rest of the night. So that's my little update from um from the game. And I I did also ask ask Clay a question last night too. And you know they they the team I would say basically last night what I could get Loon came out, Lamb came out. I for sure didn't ask him no questions. Ty came out and um clay so four players came out and um it was very clear the theme was 
we don't win without Jordan. So who cares about his mistakes? Not who cares, but like, that's our guy. We're going to hold him down. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'll get into what like Tyrone, Ty Jerome said in the next segment. But the other thing was like, definitely just like praising everybody who's been playing and, and stepping up, you know, Clay said that Lamb and Ty are both NBA players and they've been so great. I don't know that I agree with him, but okay. But, you know, he he spoke highly of them. And and when I asked him about that last play, I, I asked him if, like, you know, it's getting to them as a team, just, like, missing so many bodies. Um, and, like, particularly on that last play, like, with perhaps any potential miscommunication, you know, just all the different players that may be on the court. Like, is it, you know, how are they managing that? And he's just like, no, I don't see it like that. He was just like, you know, I mean, he wasn't defensive or anything, but he just nipped that in the bud. He's like, it's no one's fault. Like, we all own our stuff, blah, 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 blah. You know, he gave a very diplomatic answer and, you know, basically was not going to, like, point the finger or throw anybody under, which this team doesn't do. But it's interesting to watch it up close and kind of kind of see, like, how they respond to things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, though. So we can talk about it in the next segment. Yep. All right, guys, you're tuned into Golden Spaces. It's Justin and Nat. We'll be right back. 